and we have to get to our next guest here who's been waiting patiently through that. A four-time All-American, one hell of an American. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear this voice on this radio station, he's welcome anytime, of course, but it must mean lacrosse is right around the corner. Uncle Ricky Beast, Rick Beardsley, is back. Ricky B, how are you, buddy? How you doing, X? That was a tough guy to follow right there. I appreciate his opinion and everything. But, you know, the one thing I want to turn it into the positive here, right? Because I come with the energy. It's a simple thing. First and foremost, acts number one, no, no intro theme music. That's a party foul. Number two, I will say this to help you. Yep, I will help you. That's my fault. Mannion and Capani, the commercial I listened to on the way in, I can't lie to you. When my father was going through his sickness, Mannion and Capani, that's a great thing. Those people and the one group, I mean, of course, my man Dan Conley, he's my rep. At one group. Listen Look to at you. That. I mean, we're I off to a roaring start here. You, you're helping the sponsors. That? You're critiquing the true. production. You're. I, I did, we're just off to a roaring start. That's what I love. About I, you. I, I tell you right now, and actually, you're you know a true me, listener. When, a true listener. When, yeah, when we, when you and I talk, uh, I'm very blatantly honest, and I know sometimes it definitely gets under your skin. And you're nice to me when we talk on the phone because you just want to be like Rick. Shut up. And I know you are, but I often do read your pieces. Is, I mean, obviously, we'll go into that, but, you know, I'm living here in New Jersey, and I do read your pieces every day, and I did see some, some whammers. And I, I often love reading you and not others. There's a few others that I don't read at the Syracuse.com. We know those. They'll remain nameless, but I don't read them. I read you, and every time I read your, your pieces, they are informative, correct, and always to the point, without fear of retribution. And I love that about I you. I appreciate that. I really do. That means a lot coming from you. You're a straight shooter, and that's a great feedback. I, I will await the text a little later on. So remember all those nice things I said about you? Now I need I need this. I'll be waiting for that later on. He's buttering me up for something. I don't no. know what it is. But he's no, really no, no, buttered no, me no, up for no, something. No, 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 we're kidding. I know you're, no, you're genuine on that, and I appreciate I, it. I do. I tell you what, it's lacrosse season. It's right around the corner. First game kicked off uh, in Division Two, which was Flagler played Emory Riddle last night in a one-goal game Let's down go. in Florida. So lacrosse season is up and kicking. You know, Lemoyne's been practicing over there at 481. Uh you know, Cornell just down the street is still pissed off by not playing Syracuse. And, and um, you know, we're going to see if we can get back to being the number one team in the state of New York well, with Army, Stony Brook, and all the rest of those guys around the corner. On that note, you know as well as anybody that if that's going to happen, and I love the influx of all this offensive talent, but I want to start in your world here because Syracuse, only seven teams let in more goals than the Orange last year. You know that defense has got to get better, so let's ask the big question, how do they get better? How do they make those steps? What do you see? You know, I still think the biggest the biggest thing not to be negative Nelly, which I'll never be, um, you know, because I do love Dave and I love Gary and I love Pat, you know, up there on the hill. I do think, you know, they're not deep, right? And they're still having, you know, younger guys – they have to play significant roles. They got hit by injury, um, and I think they need another year of recruiting in order to really become an elite ACC defense. So that's going to be the biggest question mark, as you know. I do think that, you know, Kakemo, without a doubt, is going to be the number one guy, and 
From there, I think it's just a bunch of number twos and threes. If Kokemo indeed gets hurt, I think Alexo, he may have to run down deep, down low, like we spoke about yesterday in depth. You know, sometimes like Brett Kennedy was used incorrectly in those years, uh, having to play between, you know, having to play down low. He was very uncomfortable. I remember standing in Harry's after I called the game two years ago. Uh, I think it was the Army game that they lost and said, he was just out of sorts. And I said to him, boy, you're out of sorts, man, huh? Being, uh, being down low. He goes, how did you know? I'm like, you can just see it in your mannerisms. So it's going to be a challenge tomorrow because, I mean, um, I'm sorry, on Saturday, uh, because it could be make it, take it uh, for Vermont, right? If, if, if indeed that gets going because Vermont's face-off, man, obviously, is it Tommy Burke we said? right? Tommy Burke, person. yeah. So. He's a game-changer right now, and that's going to be very interesting for Syracuse if, indeed, they don't have possession. Well, that's, see, that's it right there, Ricky, because they're going to have a challenge right off the bat. Tommy Burke comes in two years ago. Remember, Syracuse plays Vermont yep. two years ago. You called the game. Yeah. Yeah, did, he yeah. won 24 of 34 face-offs. Syracuse yeah. won that game 17-13, but you had a different situation on that team two years ago. They were number seven in the country at that point. So this defense is going to get a challenge right away because Syracuse is trying to figure out what their yeah. face-off situation is against one of the best out there. So uh, yeah. it's when you get into a mode of you know trying yeah. to you know get takeaways and get the offense your ball, get the offense the ball, I should say. That's a tricky spot. You've got a new goaltender in the net. What are you hearing about Will Mark? The transfer uh, coming Mark, in from listen, from LIU. I have actually seen Will Mark in action. I watched him. Uh, last year in the fall, he played in the Headstrong Foundation games. I happened to be out doing a clinic on Long Island. I popped into Hofstra to watch a bunch of games, and he was very much the only bright spot that LIU had uh, in those games that I saw. He's tall, rangy, um, but like we talked about the other day, that stat that is going to stick out that people should track is where is he comfortable giving up shots from? Right okay, point. is he comfortable from seven yards? Is he comfortable from 15? Like I told you, the stat that they keep in the PLL when I was coaching there, the greatest stat I heard was Jack Cannon was the best at saving the ball from seven yards out and under and the worst at saving it from the two-point line. So very interesting stats that, you know, they're going to have to find a comfort level of where they can give up. And I, and I told you it was a simple thing. It's, you know, shot trackers, right? Just simply sh- tracking where teams are getting shots off and then kind of deterring those spots. But they're going to try in probably the first three games. I'm not, I wouldn't put it past Dave and uh, Coach Gate, Coach Petromala, that they haven't already even looked into you know watching practices and saying this is about Will's range we need to pick up here all those types of things so they're prepared to play by the way an offense that's going to be very Canadian driven and what that means we having a lot of Canadians on the offensive end for Vermont they don't typically throw the ball away much right and when they get their hands free they can typically put it in good spots so I think that's going to be a challenge with the young defense. And because a big thing also, a pick-based offense act, as you know, by being the elite attackman that you were at Bishop <laughs> Ludden in the 90s, a pick-based offense, Syracuse had a lot of trouble with pick play. They did. Last year they and did. the year yeah. before. Chris Fites, the head coach at Vermont, 
is an excellent tacticianer. He, you know, comes from a defensive background at UNC, was a defenseman at UNC. He's got that mindset. He won a national championship as a defensive coordinator there. He's coached many elite ACC defenders. I think, you know, he sees that and might pick up that pick on that Achilles heel at Syracuse. Yeah, Vermont brings back two of their top scorers from last year to America East, All-American, so that defense is going to get an early challenge. One more note on the defense, Ricky. How big of a deal is it that a freshman got the number 11? I take that to be a pretty darn a big deal. Yeah, I mean, if you just, I don't know if you think number 11 is a big deal, whoop de do. 47 is the best number ever. And I mean, that should be in the <laughs> Who wore that but, number? Let me look but, that up. Oh, yeah. You know, but, yes. He's but on the phone. I right. think. I think they chose that number 11 really on a sidebar because you add 7 and 4 or 4 and 7. I think so. That yeah. becomes 11. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I think so. I, I do think it's it's a it's a it's a great thing. Um, I do you know I do think it doesn't put undue pressure on kids, and um, you know I think you know he's definitely going to be able to step up as far as what we've been learning about when he was playing, uh, how good he's going to be, and 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 hopefully he files finds you know he finds his spot in the long line of the of the great uh, four time All American defenseman that wore eleven. Um, is there any? Oh no, there's not. Oh boy, there's a 29 and a 47. Huh? Oh. Very interesting. Why would the no? Oh, hey, everybody gosh. that's listening, let's think about this. No four-time All-American defenseman at Syracuse wore 11, but there was one that wore 47, another one that wore 49. I'll, I'll, <clears> I'll fishy, have to fishy, I'll, fishy, fishy, fishy. I'll, I'll have to Google that later. Rick Beardsley, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here. Uh, speaking of pressure and numbers, Joey Spolina yeah. walks in two-two. <laughs> Uh, you know Joey Spolina. You know his family. You've seen oh, him play. Well. I mean, the Joey Spolina story, even before he walks on the field, has been well documented. Tell me the instant impact he can make, though, you feel, at the college level. Is this just walking day one, getting big numbers, or what's that adjustment going to be like? You know, I watched uh, – it's a great question. And, and you know me, I'm going to come in hot because – you thought I'm going to come in hot because – Obviously, Angela's committed to, to, to Stony Brook. Joe, Joe Sr. is the head coach at Stony Brook. Uh, and Joey, I took on his visit during COVID because I was the only one with a pre-existing relationship. And Big Joe and I talk all the time. Um, I am going to tell you the greatest story quickly that I learned about Joe Jr. was simple. We were in Lake Placid this year. He played on a team of that Team 91 Crush alumni. All these guys were in college. And he was the focal point. And there was a lot of alpha males around him. And he ended up with four goals in the first game that they played. And they were four goals that weren't forced. They were four you know, to five shots that he got off. He was able to assimilate himself quickly without being the alpha male. And that, to me, says a lot. Why? Because he is an alpha male. He can take a step back. Uh, my biggest thing is, you know, do I think he's going to put up put up numbers? I do absolutely. I, I'm a I'm a buyer of of Joe Spolina big time. Um, I think he's a once in a lifetime talent. I think he's at the level that the Powell brothers uh, were, and I and I will give credit to all three Powell brothers. They were very different and all very legit. Um, but I think Joe. You know, it, it depends on what we talked about the other day. Actually, we had the kind of preliminary call. Uh, you know. Will the entire offense go through him? He did drop four and three and a half against a pretty good Michigan team. Um, 
So he certainly can take the lion's share. You know, the biggest knock on on Joe when everybody you say, well, is he fast enough to be? Let me just tell you right now. There's a lot of guys who are just enough of a lot of things that are in the Hall of Fame. And Joe is definitely uh, one of those guys. Um, he has all the skill, the IQ, and he has very much a selfish unselfishness about him, if that makes sense. Um, I do think 22 is in good hands. I do think it's his team. I just am curious to see how everybody reacts around him when he starts to become the shiny new toy. Ricky, you're the best. Great insight as always, my friend. We'll do it again soon. I'll have to look up with that number 47 as you're talking about, and uh, we'll get you on again soon, my friend. I heard that guy is 49 years old, has is very, very active still. So that's all I heard. Rumor has it. We, we will mm-hmm. confirm that through sources, I'm sure. Thank you, sir. All right. See you, guys. Love to you and the family, my friend. That's Rick Beardsley, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only four-time All-American, Syracuse University. One hell of American as well. We'll break, come back with some hot takes. Stay right there.